The Bop Pod. A podcast for the stands. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bop Pod. I'm your host, Alana Michelle Rubin, and I'm super, 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 super excited to have one of, I don't know, the best people on earth here with me for, uh, this is our first episode, I will publicly say (gasps) that. Wow. Yes. uh, You may know her. Uh, She played Shigo in the Kim Possible movie, the Disney movie, uh, and she is Taylor Ortega. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Taylor. Uh, I'm so excited about this because I know how much you love music. I do. Um, it is true. Uh, you guys have heard the rumors uh, and they it's are true. confirmed. Um, I don't so care who knows it anymore. That is really beautiful. Um, so I guess, you know, to get us started, uh, what have you been listening to lately or even on your way here? Okay. On the way here, interestingly enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I wrote notes for myself because uh, I feel like I, I go through phases sometimes where I, and I've been in one, not lately, li- yeah, lately, where I hate all my music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what, but that can't be true because I have been listening to music. So what have I been listening to? And <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like remember the few things that I'm like, yeah, this is still acceptable. Okay. Um, her. <gasps> yes. Like love. I think I thought she was someone else when I first started listening to her. Like mm-hmm. when I would see her, like, because she's in like videos all over everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like thought she was another singer, like, or I saw, thought another song was hers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I heard Hard Place and it got very stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And then I was at a friend's house and we watched her tiny desk. Yeah. And she's just so cool. Like, she's just cool. With the sunglasses. Yeah, and, and like red ho- lips. Like, like, I yeah. just feel like she, and her songs are so beautiful and so good. They're so good. I like want my dad to listen to them. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Well, my dad has really good taste in music. And I was like, maybe he'd like this, but he wouldn't find it on his own. Yeah. So yes. I want you need to, like, him to listen. Yeah. Uh, push him is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, how would he? I also feel like. Dads would love Tiny Desk if they yeah. don't know. I think so. Like liberal dads. Yes. Yeah. I think a non-liberal dad would be like, I hate this. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Why are they ruining yeah. the desk? <laughs> so desk many back. books. They should read books. Why aren't they reading the Why books? Why aren't they working? <laughs> it's an office. Are people trying to work in there? Yes. I mean, I, it is an office, but... That's yeah. a good point. Who did you think uh, she was? Or like, who did I you think there was a song with? called Her? Mm. That was also a good song. Or... I forget. There's a song called Her Side. And so it's clearly like a man singing it. And I was like, I'm so confused. Like, like her register is crazy. Um, but I just had the, like, the word her yeah. stuck in my head. And I was just like attributing them incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's not what I thought that person would look like. And then I was like, oh, I have it completely wrong. They're, they yeah. have nothing to do with each other. Like, it would be really funny if singers did only write songs like with the name of their like performer <laughs> titles in the songs. Yes. Like that would throw everybody off. And it would be hard to do. I mean, you'd run out be, of, you know. It'd be a really I think you'd run out of ideas and like inspiration but maybe that's a challenge Ugh, love a challenge I don't know um, not a performer but you know just pitching it out there to the musicians yeah just try and like just to revive music yeah. you know what I mean Make everybody it fun. needs to reinvent themselves and maybe that's the way to go like a fun challenge I you will know? like she is someone who does like have a theme of like being very mysterious mm-hmm. so maybe that's like the reason for it for them to just like I don't know yeah she um also I think is 
one of those people I, for, I don't I didn't realize at first how young she was yeah. and I am at an age now it used to be like I would hear someone was like also 19 or mm-hmm. something who was an artist I'd be like whoa they're my age yeah. like that's so crazy ugh yeah. now it's like everyone's younger than me mm-hmm. and that's really hard because oh, I yeah. was always used to being younger than everyone yes and I it's agree brutal when someone's very talented and accomplished and you're like oh they're doing this at a level that is really good great no yeah. notes <laughs> yeah no notes uh they could actually give me notes on yeah. my life yeah I think I had that moment when uh I really liked the new Billie Eilish uh oh, album man yeah and I was like wow she is 17 years old uh and where am I again oh let's not talk about it I know it's also yeah I I'll, I don't want to know how old her brother is too because they work together and you're like well it's oh her God. older brother but I bet they're both younger than me yeah they're probably like 17 and 23 and which 23. in my mind is the same age yeah <laughs> at this point that's, yes. that, that is the same age anything below like <laughs> it's very interesting when I meet people face to face I'm like oh if you're younger than 25 I absolutely cannot relate to you but all yeah. the people that make music that I love that are younger than me I'm like wow we're living the same, same life. life same life the same problems <laughs> you're gonna have the same problems in five years sorry to tell yeah. you like just a heads up uh, you are younger than me. You're more successful than me. You have more accolades, but I know more. I wonder if I was that wise when I was younger. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I was definitely more in touch with like my emotions because now I don't have time for my feelings yes. as much. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't have time for them. Life's too busy. And when I was like little, my parents, I feel like would like, I would get like really up in arms about something and my mom would be like, okay, but like long long term that's like not a big deal I'm yeah like, but it's a big deal yeah, my now. life is it's ruined deal. you won't let me buy a fresh box of pens my life is ruined, ruined. like i and i everything was this big emotional thing so i wonder if like that's why the music's so good because they are they are wise for their age but they're mm-hmm. like also extremely emotional and that's where like the that's where they're making all these yeah. the, all these songs are coming that's from where the art comes from uh, to write one song like a sincere song because i write songs but obviously they're not sincere to write <laughs> one sincere song I would really have to scrape together all my feelings oh, yeah. at this point. I would be so embarrassed like <laughs> for too. anybody to like know that level of honesty from me. And just to even compare, like sometimes when I like blog, ugh, uh, <laughs> when I blog. Don't uh, apologize for, for <laughs> a blog. You. I was on the verge. Um, and I like compare anything to nature. I'm just like, mm-hmm. wow, you suck. <laughs> I read a, a sincere tweet yesterday. Yeah. And I sent it to my friends and I said, I can't imagine writing a tweet <laughs> like this. It's like to write anything that's like honest on the Internet. Mm-hmm. is just like, no, why would you do that? I know. But it's definitely you know. bad. It's definitely bad. And it ruins my experience in life because then I can't be like grateful for everything I have. I know. But I like want <clears throat> I want to be openly like the moments where I'm like uh, wishing my friends happy birthday on Instagram. That is like <laughs> the level of sincerity I always want to be operating yes. at. But like we're also in a, you know, a comedic world where that's not always like I feel like when it's done once in a while, it's really like commended and like, wow, this yeah. is really beautiful. But if everyone's being sincere all the time I think it would be not as special yeah I, I'm curious if because we follow a lot of comedians and are like that's our bubble and the, that's like the social media that's kind of served to us if yeah. that's what we I wonder if musicians it's the opposite because some musicians post like they don't know that's embarrassing yeah yeah so I'm curious whether yeah. their Instagrams and like their Twitters and stuff are people being pretty much sincere all the time with like a couple like Chrissy Teigen yeah. or whoever in there where they're like just <laughs> a funny one yeah where it's like most of them are saying what they feel all the time I maybe that's happening I think so and before like we get too caught up 
in this. I feel like I could I could do a whole episode just based on sincerity and music. But I wonder if like, yes, their feeds are mostly like sincere stuff or and they just like they don't realize that like when they're doing their humorous tweets, it's like. Uh, how do I articulate this? It's like a break from all their like really deep and like emotional music. So like Twitter is where they get to like be funny, mm-hmm. but their whole feeds for themselves are all like people being sincere. Yeah. And that's what makes things, I guess, because you'll see like musicians go viral off of like one funny tweet. And yeah. I wonder if it's because like either their whole feeds are all like emotional, sincere tweets, mm-hmm. or if it's because like the fans are used to them being emotional, that they're like, wow, this person said one really funny. funny. Well, remember when you were young and like you really were obsessed with some musician or something and they would they would do something, I, I, I wouldn't even call it funny, like endearing maybe. Yeah. Or like anything like that human. is like, I have a personality other yes. than being sad or other than like being in love. And you were just like, oh my God. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Hilarious. (laughs) They like, they might go to the bathroom like we do. Yeah. And it's just like, they're they're suddenly like this whole like three dimensional. They're like, you didn't need to even be that for me. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, what it comes from. Yeah. And I think that's the the weird thing about the internet is that like, um, it feels like celebrity because of that. Like we see all these like human sides of our celebrities and stuff. And it, it feels like celebrity itself is like more attainable because of that. I mean, it is. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it is speaking now. from you. Yeah, I mean, it is. Listen, uh, anyone can be a celebrity. It's not hard. I'm old as shit, <laughs> and I'm a celeb. Um, I believe it. Um, yeah. So, on that note, mm-hmm. uh, who do you think is like an artist that doesn't get enough attention? Okay. So, I thought about this a bit, mm-hmm. and originally, I was thinking Tanache because I do think there that her like original launch and like her first big single and everything Mm -hmm. that was supposed to come from that like I'm I don't know why flame wasn't a huge deal like a big deal like on the level of other things that is like one of the best pop songs I've ever heard yeah I never really understood that that being said she's like around you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. people know her I do think she's got has like this slow burn like I I feel like maybe more people know her than I think I just wanted people to make a huge deal you know Who I really is my real answer though is when I was in high school, I used to be really into like folk music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I would go see, um, like, did we see Nickel Creek? We might have seen Nickel Creek. I don't know if we did. But we loved Nickel Creek. And then the guy from Nickel Creek, Chris Thiele, he's had like three bands since then. And he's kind he's a like a genius. He mm-hmm. is like a genius and he like has changed folk music. And um, he's fantastic. And I was obsessed with him in high school the way people were obsessed with like Ja Rule in middle school. Like I just that thought was he me. was like, yeah. And I love, I mean, I loved Ja Rule. I remember I had a, I had what's it, what was it called? That Fat Joe song stuck in my head yesterday. I played it when I woke up because I was like, I got to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's love? love? That was on my Bat Mitzvah album. It's so, it's so good. I don't actually, I mean, it might be bad. I don't know. Uh, no, I just I think remember it's really being good. like, it, this song is so good. Yeah, I stand by it. But like that kind of fanatic, like when I heard those songs in middle school, when I heard like What's Love, when I heard like Ashanti and like all that stuff for the first time, yeah. I was like, this music, does, who, does, do people know about yeah. this? And then, then I applied that same fanatic. But people had, like, everyone was nuts for it. Everyone yeah. was, like, grinding at the dance to it. Like, we were all like, yes, this is good. I yeah. had that same fanatical feeling about this um, guy who did folk music. But n- my peers were not yeah, about like, it. Ew. Which I get. It's not hot, right? Yeah. But, like, I loved him. And I think that he is one of the best musical minds ever. Yeah. 
um, and I've seen him so many times. But it's definitely the kind of thing where you like if we're at a festival or something, I have to like drag the people I'm with to come see it, and then it's yeah. just like me and the dads. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I have uh, uh, like a few questions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with Tanache, I hadn't realized. I'll start there. Yeah, then, start know. with yeah. Uh, with Tanache, I hadn't. I hadn't heard her like previous mixtapes before that Two On song dropped. Mm-hmm. And when Two On dropped, I was like, okay, she's going to be like really, really big. Mm-hmm. And I still have, what was the, it wasn't Aquarius, but it was the one after that that dropped. Maybe it was like, I want to say like Night Ride, but I don't think that's the name mm. of the album. Uh, also like, uh, what's that song she's on with Joy Chance? Ride. Oh, oh, I don't know. All My Friends. Oh, so the good. Snake Hips one. Yeah, yes. the Snake Hips song. I've listened to that 7,000 times. Like, I just love her. It's like, I so, just. I wish, like, there was. I wish she produced more music, like, that her music was sectioned in just songs like that mm-hmm. and then, like, two on. Yes. Um, but on Joyride. So I thought Joyride was great. I didn't love Aquarius, mm-hmm. but I feel like my coworker the other day told me that there's, like, a curse on Tanache. Why? Like, a witch curse? It's or like, like a an conspiracy curse. theory. <laughs> like, that it's, I don't know, that people collaborating with her don't have, like, a good year after that, <gasps> which I don't, I don't that's believe. That's so unfair. That's I will so say, sex- I don't know how, but yeah, that's it sexist. Is, it is sexist. Just, being against Tanache in general is sexist, I think, somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I wish, I agree. And I think people put more, like, attention to her. She also, like, produces music for herself in her bedroom. Like, she has mm. this whole setup. I watched a YouTube video about it. it I love that. It's really impressive. Like, she, I don't know why it's so, like, fascinating when I hear that artists can do it all. Because I feel like music and comedy, I feel... I think are very similar and as a comedian when you're coming up you have to do everything yourself too yeah for a long time yeah and so finding out there's some like gap between that and music where when I find out that a musician has done everything themselves or like knows how to produce and sound engineer and like promote and perform it's like I don't know mind-blowing yeah um well because I think that they used to not be able to as much like now that uh I think now that that we've had the internet for this long and that like I that's why there's so many young artists mm-hmm. who are doing that that's like why Billie Eilish makes music at home that's yeah. like how all that happens um and it used to be you did have to be like a young person or like a young woman relying on a bunch mm-hmm. of like weird Dr. Luke yeah creep monsters Luke Perlman you know the lose the, <laughs> the lose of the world the lose and the Luke's. um and that's I think I think the music industry is still disgusting but like mm-hmm. that is how that would happen like yeah. you owed everything to these people and now that isn't the case yeah yeah, that is really cool. And it's and I think when we were younger, like a lot of our exposition into music was like top 40 like boy bands who didn't really weren't known for like having that big of a hand mm-hmm. in their music and now just like how people make music is the same as how people listen to music. Mm-hmm. So you're able to like I don't know, see an artist evolve from the start when they are making their own stuff. And now I kind of am interested in how, like, well, I guess I know how NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys I mean, yeah, like, together. you got on, yeah. you auditioned, which is also, like, its own thing, right? It's, yeah. like, that's also, I mean, if if musical theater is legitimate, not to compare the two, but mm-hmm. if that's legitimate and you're still an artist for auditioning for a play you didn't write and, like, whatever, then yeah. I think that there is a legitimacy to boy bands and to stuff like that where they put together an ensemble for a show. And then, like, the outcome there is supposed to be like I think when I was younger I used to get bummed when I would find out like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys weren't like the artists I thought they were Britney Spears wasn't writing her songs yeah. type of thing because like I started with Hanson or like my yeah. parents music and mm-hmm. then you think everyone's doing that but I think that's its own legitimate thing like they're 
performers and there's like you have to give them credit for that i do like the idea of a 17 year old at this point in 2019 producing all their own music and being like it's not that hard yeah like i i know I like i think that it's it like, yeah i know it takes it, some of the power out of the it does it does it's like i don't need this like overlord of music to sort of make like pave the way for me mm-hmm. <clears throat> thank you soundcloud yeah thank you so much soundcloud uh <laughs> i am available to be sponsored thank, thank you, you so much um uh, so with Nickel Creek, um, who's the the lead member that you said was a, Chris a genius? Thiele. I Chris think it's, Thiele. He, it was three of them. It was a brother and sister, uh, Sean Watkins and Sarah Watkins, and then Chris Thiele, and that was the band. But I think he, from what I can tell, because there was, a, I think, a documentary about a, a later band that he was in, and I feel like he is kind of like, to me, seemed like very much an intense guy in yeah. terms of like this is the idea and this is like the concept that we have yeah. to do and people aren't going to get it and blah, 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 type of thing uh but his music is so good and it started out like nickel creek wrote these like really beautiful like christian folk songs yeah. that were very catchy and like beautiful mel- had beautiful melodies um he's like a mandolin player that's mm-hmm. like his main, <laughs> his main <Yeah>. instrument <laughs> um, he's also a fantastic mandolin player yeah. um that's and, his thing yeah that's his thing <laughs> Um, but then as he sort his band sort of progressed, he was in uh, like How to Grow band and like Punch Brothers. And I think that as they progressed, it started to get more and more experimental. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have there's like footage of them doing this folk show where clearly the audience thinks they're there to see like bluegrass music or folk music. Yeah. And it's not it's like a lot more meandering and like it becomes kind of like I don't know what to compare it to. But, yeah, it's a lot a little more experimental. And they're just yeah. like. Well, maybe that's the the great part about it is that it can't really be compared to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I find that like when you're trying to like, I don't know, introduce something someone to something that they're not familiar with, the best way to do it is to compare. But then there are certain things that you just like fall into, and I feel like that sounds like something you would just like discover on mm-hmm. your own, or like the specialness of it would be why you are into it, and because it's so different. Um, but do you feel like because you said you get. Your dad likes really good music. Yeah, my dad likes really good music. So, but it's definitely of his generation. I, every now and then he'll find something where I'm like, oh, interesting that that's you know. That's what you. But like. he found them, and that's how I first heard them when I was younger. Um, and I will say, like, uh, what I also like about this guy is when I was in high school, he had a solo album he released, and I was really into covers growing up. I think like everybody is because you're like, what if this sounded different? Yeah, yeah, still <laughs> um, into it. <laughs> and so he had an album, and there were a lot of covers on it, and. What was cool about it was he was a folk artist that clearly listened to like a lot of White Stripes and like mm. The Strokes and like Radiohead. Yeah. And that's what he would cover with a mandolin like oh, on his album. And yeah. it was like very cool to hear. Because it's like, oh, it's it's not, maybe your music isn't like the type that a teen would normally like, but like you like other stuff. Because like he was probably in his early 20s at that point. Yeah. Maybe 24. But they feel so much older. Yeah. I recently was, list- I re-listened to his music and I... Sent it to my friends and I was like, oh, listen to this. And I sent the covers because I was like, oh, he covers Heart in a Cage by The Strokes. And I think it's better than The Strokes version. Yeah. Um, I love that song. And it's su- it's such a good cover of that song. And I sent it and none of my friends except for Max Ash were interested yeah. in it. And he's like, oh, my God, I love it. I've listened to it so many times. Like, it's so good. Like, yeah. I-, I needed one person to, like, bite. And yeah. I'm glad someone did. But, like. It is. It's so interesting. Like. I wonder sometimes, 
So the best example of like trying to share a moment with someone or like wanting to share a, a musical moment with someone is that several times now uh, when I leave a bar, uh, they'll play the DJ will play Self Control by Frank Ocean. Okay. okay. And it's like because they know you're leaving or because <laughs> I truly it, like I have an instinct that they're like, we know there is a girl here named Alana and she needs to hear this song right now because it's just I don't it is like as uh, all like uh, emotions aside like or the connections that I feel to the song it is like in in its sound a great like transitioning song yeah. to like going to exiting or ending mm-hmm. and I think it's also because of like it, it's about a relationship that's ended and mm-hmm. like but I whenever it plays I'm just like I look around and I'm like Okay, is anybody is anybody hearing that this? album? Makes me so. I feel like that whole album is um, like blonde, and it's weird because I feel like I've talked to a lot of people, and when it came out, a lot of people were like, "Oh hell yeah, I love it." Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, mm, "Not for me," which okay. I think is so crazy because I think that is the kind of, you know, when you're like in your early twenties and you're like, "I hope I don't drink too much and cheat on my boyfriend." Yeah, yeah. Like I think that album could make me so emotional that I would do something insane. Yeah. Like I'm worried about listening to it yeah. too much because like, what would I? Who would I text? What would I do? That's is, like, really my interesting. Fear for that album. Wow. I like it's interesting to hear. I've also I haven't talked to many people about Blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is very exciting for me. Um, I but, think it's one of my favorite albums yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. Okay, same. I but I feel like when I listen to that song, maybe not maybe not like I will do something reckless, but it makes me feel like I missed out on uh, doing like not doing enough erratic things. And, I feel that sometimes. Like being reckless in love or just like like drinking and doing drugs and like uh, lusting after someone and getting to like indulge in that kind of behavior. Yeah. And it is like music is oftentimes a fantasy and probably it's best that I did not. But like, yeah. I wish I did do more of that in my early 20s. Um, yeah, I'm a big daydream listener. Yeah. Like, what if I did this? I definitely don't wish I did drank or did more drugs. I think I could have like done less drugs and drank less. But like, okay, so I, my thing is less healthy probably. I do think I wish I had like, uh, there is certain music and I think Frank Ocean is great daydream music for people. Yeah. I think a thing that I used to do and didn't act on a lot growing up, and I don't know if that's for better or worse, is I really, and this is why I think that this album is kind of dangerous in this way, is um, would imagine myself with all kinds of people. Yeah. But it's very scary, right? Like, so you just choose one person, then you stay with them for a yeah. long time is what I used to do. And... But I would imagine, like, I would have all these scenarios in my head of, like, what, how would I, and I also am a Gemini, and I feel like this is a very Gemini thing, is, like, (laughs) how would I change my entire life if I were dating this person? Like, Mm -hmm. who would I be with this person? Um, And I have acted on that in in the past, and, like, you'll end up dating someone for a long time, you're like, this is shitty, I didn't need to invest two years in this. (laughs) But, like... I think way more than I have acted on, I would imagine myself with people or like have these big crushes on people that they like never knew about. Yeah. Or, and that's like, that's also where that like daydream quality of a certain album comes from. That's like a very daydreamy album. It is. It is. I, I am a Capricorn. Uh, and so I'm very pragmatic, like in my, you know, just as a, I'm not super into astrology, but like as I've grown older uh, and have still remained as lost as I was as a teen, mm-hmm. I found astrology to be very intriguing. But as a Capricorn, I'm known to be pragmatic. And my dad's I, a Capricorn. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. great sign. Um, so my taste in music is perfectly sound. Yep. Uh, but 
I like my friends will disagree with this because I'm not logical in like a lot of my choices or like in a lot of my reasoning with things, but I am pragmatic. So I, I run away from people a lot if I like sense that something is bad. And it's also based on previous experience. That also sounds smart. Yeah, it's yeah. smart, but like it is, I feel like I do lead a very like lonery life, like after I've left my friends in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I feel really lonely all the time. Yeah. Okay. I think it's cool. like, a, a, I really know exactly what you mean. I think that's also where like the, the, where that thing of like, I actually think I'd rather just like think about it. I yeah. think I'd rather just be by myself and think about. There's yeah. a really good uh, scene in Pen15 where they're listening to a mix CD mm-hmm. and they're in the same room. Yeah. And they're both like clearly like having a fantasy. Yes. But the, there's another person in the room, but they're both like thinking about boys yeah. separately. That's my, that whole show is my entire yeah, life. Yeah. That is like, oh, it's so like, it's so, yeah, it's brutal. It's a burden. But like, I, yeah, I feel that all the time. I think that there are a lot of, I think I accepted a lot a while ago. Like, I do love to be around people. I love to relate to people, mm-hmm. but it, there's a very, there's a limit on it. Yes. Yeah. And I guess I'm butthurt about it. But like, <laughs> well, me too. So I try it's not fine. to be, but I'm like, I, I really appreciate being around other people. I enjoy being around other people, but at some point I have to be alone because it is a bummer to feel like I only connect to people to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I'll just be makeup people in my head and then just like sit and listen, yeah. make them do what I want them to do. Yeah. just want to be alone and daydream all day. Yeah. And um, so the last the last thing I'll say about this is I think, yeah, I think that Frank Ocean music is like, yeah, that's the perfect to envision like uh, a story for yourself with like other people. It's mm-hmm. like really great for that. And I think that's why in moments where like, you know, your music comes on or like you really want to share like a special song or like self-control comes on and I really want to share that with someone. It's like I do. And like I look around for people to like share it with. But at the same time, I don't know what like recognition I want from them. To, I don't know either. Yeah. I don't think it would be the same level of appreciation. Because I don't think I want their version of it for me. No. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting. So I'm like, what am I looking for in other people? Yeah. Romantically, though, I need people like I have made decisions on people about whether to be with people based on if they liked an album I liked. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like I've spent long time, a long time with people. Yeah. <laughs> because and I don't know that it's healthy, but it's not like <laughs> and it truly was because in high school I was like I got a little snobby or I had mm-hmm. friend, my friends and I were a little snobby about music, I think. And um, I had I was listening to a lot of music that other friends of mine weren't. And so when a boy would like an album that only I liked it was huge. I was kind of like the opposite of a problematic teen boy who's like, <laughs> do you even know about this? Like, yeah. I was that as a girl. Very, um, honestly, very progressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, my first time. boyfriend just like played an album in his car. Maybe he found out I liked it and was like <gasps> trying to trap me. And now that I think that, Ooh. Ricky, if you're listening to this, were you trying to trap me? Ricky, please sound off in the comments if of you're, this yeah, podcast. You're trapped give me. it a listen. Please give it a listen. Let me know if you tried to trap me. Um, but he played it in his car and I was like, this is my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like the same thing. We're going to get married. Yep. That's it. Now we well, know we're both tall. That's it. Well, let me know if you and Ricky, you know, link up after this uh, podcast um, episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> I don't think it'll happen. But I don't sorry. think so too. I don't. I I don't because we're still friends and um, we're still both too good for each other somehow. Mm, you know what I mean? That's really interesting. We'll talk more about mm-hmm, that. Later. Yeah, we're just like. <laughs> We're just like both superstars. It's not in the cards. Yeah. It's just not in the cards. Um, so what was the last concert you went to? Um, my a uh, bunch of my best friends from college got together because I think one I think one of them planned this, like texted all of us and was like, Hi, I bought all of us tickets to GovBall, we're all gonna go. And I was like, Cool. 
it's hard for me to like plan things far ahead. Mm -hmm. So I think she's kind of learned that by now and was like, I bought them. We're going to this. You can't make other plans. That's really bold. And we went and I actually, I was really, truly just, I didn't even look up who was playing until the day of. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care. I was like, oh, we'll go hang out. It'll be fun. Like we used to do this stuff all the time. Uh, We like went to Bonner together and like college and stuff. So I was like, oh, you know, it'll be like an old lady version of that. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I had such a good time. I got there and I saw a and a 17-year-old girl puking into a trash can mm-hmm. and I was like, best life. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is best life. <laughs> best life. Um, then I didn't know till the morning of that King Princess was playing and I <gasps> love King Princess. Uh. I just like love every... You want to talk about like, I wish I had done my like late teens, early 20s differently. Like yeah. that's who I went. That's who I, I think it's not like, oh, I wish I'd done more crazy things. I just wish I was more confident. And yeah. like, if I didn't want to do something, I wish I was like, we're doing my thing. We're doing what I want to do. Or yeah. like, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. Like this, I spend my time. That's like the vibe I get from yeah, her. Like, that's very confident. Uh, so confident. Beautiful red hair and confident. Uh, and like, yeah, my favorite King Prince, King Princess song I will say is Talia. I love, um, I love all of them. Honestly, love all of them. And it was like a, good it was such a good live fun live show yeah um and i just stood there like my friends were behind me i like did not give a i just like stood yeah staring i i think you know i used to be a huge like govball person um i went for like four years in a row and then last year i went by myself and because none of my friends wanted to go mm-hmm. and i ran into jesse roth who was there you, by herself yeah okay she was gonna come with me i think the year before i don't know what happened mm-hmm. but um uh i ended up going by myself Sometimes and you had a gov alone like you, you gotta... really do uh <laughs> and that's the title of this episode <laughs> um got gov alone. sorry uh and it it's just like it's really nice to be I like the atmosphere of a festival but as the like the years have gone by I think being at Govball uh, in a sea of teens by yourself as yeah. someone who is in their late 20s is like very overwhelming. Yeah. And a little bit like melancholy because I'm like, wow, I wish like I was here with all my friends. Yeah, and I wish I was like I don't wish I was younger ever. I really do like being my age. Yeah. But I do wish I could like vacation sometimes mm-hmm. into like my early 20s. Yes. Because I am a lot happier now and I was, had fun, but I hate, I was just so miserable for my whole young life. Yeah. That it would be so nice to feel how I feel now and then go be yes. in my early 20s and like I be disgusting. Agree. Yeah. I wish I could just teleport as myself, like with the same like knowledge and lessons and mm-hmm. just like go back to maybe high school with like how I feel now. Yes. And relive that over. And I think. You know, this might be a projection, but I think the younger generation has some of that built into it because of like the internet. But I think, I don't know. I think they do. I think like when you look at someone like King Princess, uh, the I think the reason, and I didn't learn this until I started like really doing comedy a lot. Cause when I started doing comedy, I was like not doing it for the purpose of, I didn't think that I was gonna end up where I am now. I just kind of was like, oh, it'd be cool to be like, be on a house team. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I really like improv. I've always liked improv. I wanted to do that stuff. So I didn't have like a goal. I was like waiting tables. I never had like a career goal ever. Yeah. So like, it was for fun, but it gave me purpose. And so all of my self-destructive behavior kind of stopped when I started, do- like for the most part, mm-hmm. stopped when I started doing comedy. I mean, like, it, my, it really changed my behavior and how I felt about myself. And I think there are a lot more young people, especially like young musicians, who have purpose at a lot of a younger age. Yeah. So you don't need to, like, it's so hard. Like, I don't know, I'm, maybe they're still miserable, but I think they at least have purpose. So it like yeah. gives them something to focus on that they enjoy, that they feel good about, that's like 
I don't know, that's theirs kind of. Yeah. And they're not like looking for shit outside of themselves to like yeah. be happy. I, I think like, I think that, you know, it's not black and white and there are some that are like very lost and like maybe, you know, access to certain things like, I don't know, Instagram or whatever are like not healthy, but I think there is, there's so many ways to see like the different kinds of blueprints for different careers and your career can change even if you're young. Like I'm not saying the teens have it all figured out, but I think that like they have a way to, to kind of set like a path for themselves and they have seen it with so many people before and they can be a little bit more confident in what they want to do because there's so much visibility for how people become successful mm-hmm. and I guess this is also like assuming that a lot of teens want to be like in a creative field which I'm sure isn't true for everybody do I think a lot of them do because I feel like most people do yeah I think there are not I think there are people who are not it's hard because I've met a lot of people as a woman who has dated men <laughs> I, wow all of them want to be creative yeah which is very interesting because I I think all of them are I think with straight men a lot of times a lot of them are encouraged to pursue that even if they're bad at it yeah like so you have a gift yeah in college I dated someone who was was very talented mm-hmm. uh, and who was like very much like I'm just gonna do I'm, I am going to be in a creative field and like pursued it and like majored in in college and like took the necessary steps like it was any other job and ended up being successful at it um, and then it was so interesting to come from that because that was one of my early experiences being with a man who was like oh I'm gonna like do this thing and I was like yeah and you would listen to his music and be like this is great yeah, yeah. you're good at it and be really comfortable supporting them then dating people down the road who you know maybe didn't have creative jobs but to see them still want it and mm-hmm. then to hear or see what they had made and be like oh but this isn't good yeah you don't have it like, you like don't, no it is good but they still yeah they, yeah they were like you know well I'm just, and then they get mad when they didn't get it and it was just very interesting because it's like even people who don't who aren't gifted <laughs> do want to be creative yeah there is like yeah and I think there's more there's more uh, of a way to have just like blind confidence in something because like you can put it out on the internet, see how it fails or how it's like succeeds. And yeah, I think one of the worst examples of like a, a guy like that is any anyone who I've gone on a date with who doesn't have any experience in comedy, doesn't have a creative job, has never written a joke in their lives or their life have have been like, oh, yeah, I want to try stand up or oh, yeah, I've oh tried stand up before. And it's like. You don't have to do it You ever. don't have to. Like, why? It's, we, that's, we are complicit. Yeah. In, we are. Like, uh, establishing, I think this is kind of, like, also why, like, I love people who are young now because things have changed so much. But, like, mm-hmm. I think for, like, we grew up in a time where, like, for years and years and years, and this is, like, think a disservice to men, too, is... We had been like, oh, you're so funny. Like men have to be funny. That's like their thing. Like the, and it's so important to all of them, even the ones who aren't funny. And then like people have told them and like reinforced yeah. that they are. And sometimes they really are because they have the freedom to be. Yes. Sometimes like I do think in a group of men, like they've had the freedom to like try things out and be silly and be stupid and not get yelled at. Mm-hmm. And so they are funny. But there are some men that just like really aren't. Yeah. Like a lot of them. And <laughs> yet they still are like, nah, I am. Yeah. And I'm like, not like me, you're not. Yeah. And you could be succeeding at so many other things if you just like understood or believed that you're not good at Ugh, this the thing. Pa- the freedom of quitting a thing yeah. that you're not good at. It's Ugh, really nice. It, like I've done it before and I highly recommend. Yeah. You know, if you're not seeing traction, just move on. Yeah. Um, I can't draw. I won't try. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. That's really 
That's really brave of you, Taylor. Thank you. Taylor's not going to draw today, and you I'm can't make draw. her. <laughs> and I wish that there were men out there who would take my follow my lead and stop trying to do stand up comedy yeah. or improv or something. If that's the lesson you could take away from this pod, this music please podcast, it's don't. just stop doing that. Yeah, please don't do that. Um, so, I mean, you talked a lot about like your dad and and music, and so are there, you know, and it doesn't have to be about this either. But are there like past experiences or, you know, like phases in your life that you associate with specific kinds of music yeah I think um a lot of times I'll attribute songs with people Mm -hmm. or like I'll hear a song and it reminds me of a certain person more than anything I'm sure if I heard music from like high school or something or a song there's also when you there's a song you've listened to a ton of times Mm -hmm. and then somehow you completely forget about it and then you listen to it again I've started to try to like compile um every good song that I think is the best song into a playlist. Um, Oh, I will say I wrote this down, uh, Crying in the Rain to Mitski. Um, That is a thing I think about. And I love Mitski. I think it's like very joyful music in in its sadness. Interesting. (laughs) It is liberating, I think. It's so liberating uh, because she was the first person in a long time when I heard like uh, Puberty 2 where it was like, Oh yeah, that like it's like a feeling that we try to make ourselves forget about all the time. But being a girl, where you're just like the most like desperate thoughts that you think, yeah, like all the time, and like the beha- some of the behavior that comes out of it that you yeah. like do not let yourself remember, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, yeah, I really like it. I think it's really nice to hear, and also her songs are so good that. Um, but yeah. yeah, I tried to like start keeping track of. I have so many playlists, but I tried to keep track of the songs that I think have the most emotional pull for me, mm-hmm. and I call them the best songs ever. I don't know that they are. What are some of them? Um, oh, here they go, best songs ever. Okay, this was my favorite. I think this is, these are just my favorite songs, but The Seed 2.0 mm-hmm. by The Roots. Oh. That reminds me of like getting ready for school in the morning in high school, oh. like big time. Okay. The music video used to I be I like on. this, run through this list Okay, Walking in Memphis, that reminds me of like being a little kid. That's like a song my parents love that's really good. This is Love in This Club. <gasps> Wow, that's for me. That's like college and being really horny, but like not knowing like how to initiate any I, sexual. It's uh, like a sexy song, but <laughs> I also think "Love in This Club" is genuinely a beautiful song. It, like, yeah, it is. It sounds. It's the remix. I love the remix. Oh, I have not heard. I, I only have the think, original. <laughs> I think Beyonce's on the remix. No way! Isn't Carrie Hilson the girl in the video? Wow, mm, here's my yes, knowledge. She yes, is. she's the video girl yep, for this. She is. Which is wild. I recently found this out. Yes. The video is very sexy, too. Um, there's some James Taylor on here. Uh, Goodbye Earl by the Dixie which I love Dixie Chicks in general, but Goodbye Earl is an insane song. I was thinking about it last night. Like, it's a, it's a, it's an insane concept for a song, but it's also, I love when a song is beautiful, but also kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, but you're like, that hook is gorgeous. Because that's like, well, I, I dream about being nuts. Like, mm-hmm. just outwardly outlandish, nuts, yeah. outwardly, um, just nuts, unhinged. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm just like nuts in my head, and I have to like live that way. That's where the loneliness comes from. <laughs> yep. Um, but then the fear is, what if I was this way outwardly? Yes. And um, what are some <laughs> other... Let's see. I'm going to just scroll and not say all of them. Every Man Has a Molly. There's a Say Anything album that I think is one of the best albums ever. Okay. Um, Smoking Gun by Jadakiss. Love this wow. song because it's Jasmine Sullivan. I th- yeah, Jasmine Sullivan. And she sings beautifully. And it's this like really heartbreaking story, right, of this like like black girl and like being really disenfranchised. But then and he's kind of saying, like, I'm going to protect you. So he'll ha- there will be this really sad verse, and then he'll end it with. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which I love. Kind of like, what am I even saying? I love. I think he's doing gun sounds. But oh, okay. Oh, I see. That's I see. his version of like, yeah. like a gun sound. Um, Back Like That by Ghostface Killa. Mm. There, that reminds me of being in college. We loved this song, my I friends and I. love any song that praises the ass. Um, you any. Know, oh, it's not Is about it not the about ass. that? It's okay. about... Um, it's about a girl, a guy I think believe cheats on his girlfriend, oh. and then she ends up going after a guy that he that is kind of his rival. So it's like get me back, like yeah, that sort ba- of thing. Yeah, mm. how could he's like I know I did something wrong, but how dare you do this? You knew this, and it's like get over Never it. Never heard that. But uh, this song, yeah, this song's actually crazy because it. Um, I didn't know so. Like if you're two guys and one wrongs the other, you like beat the shit out of each other or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. But in this song, there's a, a part where he's like, my girl cousins, they gonna rock you, which is like, <gasps> oh yeah, he's gonna get his girl cousins to beat the shit out of yeah, her because he, he can't. Can, and yeah. I'm like, wow. There's that no is, rules. Yeah. <laughs> no rules in this uh, music and life game. There's no rules. Some of the goofy movie soundtrack is on here. Okay. Um, and then well, Heaven is a Place on Earth, which I think is the best, maybe the best song. That is, I like a, I like that as like a button for that playlist. It's a good credit yeah, song. I think it, it is. is for multiple. I think it, it should be the credits for every movie. Don't no matter what the movie is. Oh wow, I would love that at the. If you put that for some reason, the Chucky movie came into my head first, and mm-hmm. never seen them, but that would be really sinister and perfect. But perfect. I yes. think it's like it's the. I know for a fact it's the credits for uh, San Junipero, like that Black Mirror episode, Ugh, and the for best one. Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. So I feel like those are two flawless movies. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we should use it for men's movies too, or I films so, and yeah. TV shows. I would love to see that implemented, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is kind of symbolic as we wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. But so, what would the song? What would you pick as the song uh, to end? your uh, life's movie credits. Does that make sense? What song would you play at your funeral is what I'm trying to ask. I think maybe Heaven is a Place on Earth just because I already established that I would need it to be the credits to everything. Um, But maybe something like unexpected that uh, maybe one of those songs where people would have forgotten about it and then be like, oh yeah, this is such a good song. I forgot how good, yeah. She had great taste. I don't know what that would be necessarily. I would say what's love, but I think that's always kind of on the forefront of people's mm-hmm. minds. I could see that being Maybe chosen like for me. Maybe something like I'm Real, that remix, that J- the remix of J-Lo and Ja Rule. Also on my bat mitzvah With the little like, flute sounds <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. it. That would be, I would love that song to play at my my funeral, actually. Yeah. I would say, I, yeah, choose that one. I'm that's Real. That's a good one, yeah. That remix of I'm yeah. Real, yeah. It's well, so good. Thank you so much for being here, Taylor, and yeah, for talking for about all me. of this. Um, you know, you guys, she performs all over New York City, all so go check her out. Place. Do you want to plug your Twitter? It's very funny. Oh, yeah. My Twitter is Taylor underscore Ortega. And then Yay. you can follow me on Instagram at Taylor. Tega. So there's just one less OR. Yeah, figure it out, guys. Yeah, you'll find me. I'm on there. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.